0: Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. We are going to start today, we are discussing today's topic, the myth of industrialized entrepreneurship. The myth of industrialized entrepreneurship. I'm pretty sure we're not going to get through everything I want to cover today, but I'm going to give us a good meet today to look at our approach to entrepreneurship and our service to others um, and be clear about a certain perspective and the background of this perspective, okay? So the myth of industrialized entrepreneurship, Uh, there is a gentleman named Frederick W. Taylor who lived over a century ago, and his design his creation is still affecting today's society in lots of industries of business factory building manufacturing but especially entrepreneurship i'm not sure if they've given him the right contribution or not but as i describe some things i think i want you to be able to see if you think he has had a huge influence so his Taylor's influence was primarily in the industrial sector of America back in the late 1890s, okay, 1890s, yes, that's what I said. He had a concept and a belief, right, for the industrial uh, industry in which he refined post-industrial revolution thought by advocating for the standardization of tools and equipment in the factory. He advocated for the standardization of tools and equipment in factories. His ideas helped Henry Ford to increase efficiency by focusing on method and speed. His formula is described as this that the greatest production result is when each worker is given a definite task to be performed in a definite time, and in a definite manner. This was his formula. Frederick Taylor's formula is that the greatest production results are found when each worker is given a definite task to be performed in a definite time and in a definite manner. This concept is widely used today. In today's society, when we discuss business development and entrepreneurship in the marketplace, it is a popular method that we see based on Taylor's thinking. Now, you may be wondering, where do we see that at in business development and entrepreneurship? Well, many times as business owners, if you've been like me, when I entered this industry as a service provider, for um, individuals, right, I have been a service provider in my trade where I worked with large companies, but then when I started doing individualized service, I recognized that I thought, let me say that, I thought I was entering an industry where I did not have the the validated uh, credentials that I thought I needed to compete in this arena. When we're dealing with service-based entrepreneurship, especially individualized services such as coaching, business development, uh, some type of financial service, wherever it is where you have to, your clients are individual, right? There is this rampant thought in the marketplace that is an industrialized perspective. It is that here's a method. If you follow this method, this is the task you're trying to accomplish. You follow it within this definite time period and in this definite manner. That is Taylor's industrial concept for production of results. You you cannot lie if you've not heard it, if you've not read books, some things it is just a hint that's there. The danger with this or the myth that is left here is because we have to remember he was addressing Industrial issues he was industri- he was focusing on factories methods of building replicated items at a speed. This is what I want to caution you about the myth when it comes to industrialized entrepreneurship. People are not replicated items such as cars. They cannot be duplicated because we are uniquely created. What happens when we follow an industrialized approach is that we begin to only focus on statistics, focusing at the end, maybe the end of a year, end of a quarter, only determining where we've been fruitful in our endeavors by numbers. As coaches, we look at the number of clients we have, we look at how large our group is, we look at how many units of our courses we've sold, how many people are consuming our regurgitated information. This has become our greatest production when we're serving people. What we must become very aware of, though, is that how long it takes to train someone to the point where we could reproduce Us or them? Can you really do that? Can you really judge a time where it takes someone to replicate the results that you have? That's where we find in his formula the the definite time component of his formula. It's how long does it take them. Does it take 60 days, 90 days to get to a million dollars a year, two years? Does it take you 100 days to accumulate 500 people on your email list? We can find it everywhere in every headline It's out there of finding the definite time component in this formula for reproduction. Then we focus on creating our sophisticated, well-refined plans, methods, processes, and training that you can do step by step. If you follow this within this time frame, that is the definite production that you will get. You will get these results. What happens when they doesn't when they don't? What happens when the person has done everything that your process has said to do? They have been dedicated and committed within the time frame that you've laid aside. Where does the problem lie? Well, it could be in the fact that having this type of thinking and perspective produces two extremes that are so far apart. When we think of helping individuals, the extremes we put in them is a dangerous place. Because a person can't be too far over or too far to the left or too far to the right because they're not in balance, they lack the stability needed to carry them forward. They're tipping the tables in too many to into too far in the other direction, so the other thing becomes a heavy weight on them or a burden, which slows them down and causes them to be stagnated, and then they think something's wrong with them because your sophisticated well refined plan says this should work. These two extremes, when it comes to helping another person grow in their walk with God through their entrepreneurship, their ministry, or whatever the thing is that they're attempting to grow and minister into, is a dangerous thing because, as I said, the two extremes will tip the table. And many times those of us in leadership roles are causing people's tables to be tilted and they are weighted down and burdened by trying to live up to our industrialized concept of success. See, one extreme says that entrepreneurship is all about relationships. If you just serve with love, you will help others grow and mature. Then the other extreme is that you can't build without rigid plans, a set of well-defined training plans for those you serve. We believe on that extreme that plans assure direction and continuity. But somewhere we must find a divine balance that proclaims the primary of relationships but also embraces the necessity of some order and structure. These have to be individualized to the person because each individual has a background. They have unique perspectives that have come from a particular environment to particular things in life, particular things that they've experienced in life that has caused them that has caused them to realize that they need to uh see things in life a little bit differently. And then they wonder why they're not winning following your plan is because your plan is through your unique perspective, environment and background. Without this delicate balance as entrepreneurs, relationships could become a strictly social without healthy spiritual stimulation, or it can become a form of a mechanical operation where the attendant is always trying to jump through the next hoop that you lay aside for them. They're trying to please you and trying to follow your plans, and they're trying to help you look successful, trying to help you have results, but the whole time they're getting deeper and deeper in a rut because they are not being true to who they are, and they're being led further and further away on either side of the extreme from the one thing that matters most, and that is who they are and what they have been uniquely designed to do. I want to close this morning with one thing. Plans are not wrong but they can't take the president over people. We must find the divine balance between uniqueness of people and structure and ordered plans that guide that individual toward the success that has been uniquely carved out for them. So let us now continue with this myth of industrialized entrepreneurship in our endeavors and those that we serve. If we focus only on method and speed, what happens to the people that we're leaving behind? What happens to those that we're running over as we move so quickly following our methods and never giving themselves, giving the other individual an opportunity to find their way, to find themselves in the method and the speed that is designed for them? Thank you guys so much for joining us today here on Wisdom Inspired. Thank you for starting your week with us. We look forward to sharing more with you as the week unfolds. If you'd like to learn more about what we do at our wonderful co-working community, you can email us at hello at com. We have a weekly networking mixer. It's every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. If you send us an email, we can get the link to you so you can get it registered and set on your calendar to join us. We appreciate you. If you're getting anything out of the calls, we appreciate it if you would share with others. Thank you guys so much and have a great wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.